The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into John chapter 3, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC. Know that you had a blessed weekend. Today we're jumping into John chapter 3, and before we start, I thought I'd just give a little bit of a summary of this chapter. Because John chapter 3 is kind of one of the most important chapters in this entire gospel. In fact, as you know, one of the most popular Bible verses is John 3.16. Many crucial ideas are explained in this passage, including the role of Jesus as saviour. So kind of what's happened before is this loud public commotion at the temple where Jesus is kind of trashing the place. And now, in this chapter, John transitions to kind of a quiet nighttime discussion, and the verses make it clear that Christ and Christ alone is the means of salvation for the entire world. And this text also states that those who reject Jesus are rejecting God. So there is a lot going on, and this is just a really important chapter. I've kind of already mentioned the context a little bit, but just as a reminder, what we were reading on Friday... So John chapter 2, verse 24 to chapter 3, verse 15, is describing the meeting between Jesus and a Pharisee, Nicodemus. And the last two verses of chapter 2 really highlight the fact that Jesus knew men better than they knew themselves. And that's the same for us. Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves. And Nicodemus was kind of the ancient equivalent of a politician, priest, and professor all rolled into one. And... Yeah, Jesus proves that this man doesn't understand religion as well as he'd like to think. So once again, like in contrast to the loud public spectacle of clearing the temple, this encounter that we're going to be reading right now is a private nighttime meeting. And apparently the actual conversation was probably a lot longer than the brief summary recorded here. But anyway, now that we've kind of got that and, you know, we've set the scene, let's jump right in. John chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you did not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptising. John also was baptising at Enon, near Salim, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptised, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification, and they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptising, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Amen. So that was John chapter 3. As I said, that is a beast of a chapter. In the first part we have Jesus talking about how we must be born again, which kind of goes back to John chapter 1. Then we have that just amazing profession for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I think that we do end up focusing so much on that verse that we don't read verses 17 to 21. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Just consider that verse for a second. Online, we see so many people condemning each other, but that's exactly what Jesus didn't come into the world to do. He came in order that the world might be saved through him. So when we evangelize, should we just be condemning people to hell? No, we should be offering up Jesus. And I think verse 19 in verse 20 uh, kind of just very stark reminders of where we are as Christians, like where we were as Christians and where just the world is. We naturally love darkness and I guess that goes back to that first chapter. We we need to be born again for, for us to be able to to love the light and kind of to want to to come into the light. 
And then the last bit with John and Jesus. So I think a question that you might have, a question that I had that I've been like, wait, was Jesus baptizing people? Because in verse 22, it says, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. But I just want to draw attention to chapter four, verse two, where it says Jesus wasn't baptizing, but his disciples were. So, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there just so there's no confusion. And yeah, I really love the verse, he must increase, but I must decrease. I want us to spend some time thinking about verse 14. So the Old Testament book of Numbers records the instant that Jesus is referring to, which is Numbers 21 verses 4 to 9. And basically, this incident paints a vivid picture of how salvation would be brought to mankind through Christ. So in Numbers, the people of Israel were attacked by poisonous snakes as a result of their own disobedience. Then the people went to Moses for help and Moses chatted with God and God instructed Moses to make an image of a snake and mount it on a pole and anyone who looked to the snake was cured from their bite and lived. This event was meant to foreshadow the sacrifice of Christ and verses 14 and 15 kind of explain that. You know, the people in Numbers 21 are suffering as a result of their own failings, and the end result is death. Their only hope is to trust in something beyond themselves. And the idea of being healed simply by looking at the bronze snake left no doubt that it was God's power, not their own, that brought healing. In the same way, we too, all people, suffer as a result of sin. So that's kind of like Romans 5.12, and the end result is death, which Romans 6.23 says. So the only hope is trusting in something beyond ourselves. <laughs> Romans 5.6 The fact that salvation comes entirely by faith leaves no doubt that we can't earn our redemption. Faith in Christ isn't a work or something we do any more than choosing to look at the serpent on the pole was. Both are available to anyone and only those who refuse to look are going to miss out on being rescued. I just thought I'd take some time to, to draw attention to that because... In verse 14, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Lifted up was a polite way of referring to crucifixion. I mean, in that culture, the method of execution was so vile that it was often mentioned using substitute phrases. So that is what I have for us today. I really enjoyed studying that, and I look forward to studying it more in depth. So before I've done this episode, I have already studied this in advance. I'm trying to get ahead of the game so that I can give more insight into into the chapters i was thinking a friend kind of mentioned to me it would be cool if i kind of did a live stream and just went over the questions so if that's something that you want where i don't know maybe once a week or every day or whenever on that day that i post the questions we could sit down and i could share what my answers were etc etc and we could really study the bible together that could be awesome. And on Instagram, you can like have people join in the live stream. So I think we can have up to four people. So that would be pretty epic. But anyway, let me know your thoughts about that. Either send me a DM or email me at whynotpodcast.gmail.com. And yeah, once again, I'll be leaving the study questions on Instagram. So go check that out. And until tomorrow, where we jump into John chapter four, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>